Gathering of the Geeks, a podcast and YouTube show built around the things we as geeks all love. Hashtag we gather on Sundays. I am one of your hosts, Emmett, and I'm joined by the Ted Lasso to my coach, Beard, Chris Evans. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing swell. How are you doing? Ooh, doing, doing good. Doing good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like, anytime, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, anytime you ask me now, I'm going to come up with another word other than good. Uh, just, okay. just to change okay. it up. See, I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah, it'll just uh, we're not good. We're we're better than good. And I see your wordplay. And I like yeah, it. That's right. Let's see. Let's see if we can have some fun with it over the next coming coming week. Just uh, just to uh, just to have some fun. You're right. <laughs> I think what is it? The, the gauntlet has been thrown or something. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The gauntlet has been thrown down or some bullshit. Like yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> something confrontational. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, what's up to Eric, Grabs, and Cookie in the comments, guys? How's it going? What'd you guys get up to uh, this uh, week? What'd you read? What'd you watch? And uh, Chris, uh, how about you, man? What'd you get up to this week? I almost broke my mic just now. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, it fell. It knocked down my James Bond pop, so he's angry. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. You can't <laughs> mess with the Daniel Craig pop. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hey, first of all, did you hear about that uh, the Daniel Craig thing about uh, Mr. Fantastic? I did, and I don't, know how I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, yeah. It's interesting. He's not who I would picture. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if he were to do a comic book film, I'd actually rather he be Dr. Doom. Ooh, crazy. Yeah, I think him as Dr. Doom would be something special, especially if, you know, he's covered anyway. Because did you see the rumor that they're thinking of doing uh, a Dr. Doom, like, I guess you call them the body act, the body, <laughs> and then the voice would be an, like a, a separate person, right? Kind of like, uh, well, actually, I don't know if we've seen this before. <laughs> uh, it's like, um, like Mandalorian, uh, but if you didn't have Pedro Pascal, yeah, well, the same suit. thing on Doom Patrol too with Brendan Fraser. He doesn't play yes. the character; he just does exactly. the voice afterwards. Yeah, I, I was saying they, they were thinking about doing something like that, so that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. But as far as him as Reed, uh, I don't. <sighs> That's uh, yeah. I, I thought it was strange too. Um, very much of a different choice, and uh, I wonder about the older Mister Fantastic they were going for. And I wonder if they were thinking, if if it is true, if that was very much more a one-off. Like you're not gonna have a. I don't see Daniel that's... Craig jumping into another, a whole new uh, you know series to do for the next whatever five to ten years. I was wondering that too. Would he be a one-off or would he mm -hmm. continue? Because the role of Reed, it's not going to be that physical considering he's entirely going to be CGI mm -hmm. when he does stuff. Yeah. You know, unless they find a practical way to let him stretch and do all that crap, which <laughs> I don't see happening. Um, I mean, I think they did it in the 94 film. I think it was in 94. Mm. But uh, I don't, I didn't see that, so I couldn't tell you. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. I don't know how, if I would have liked it or not liked it. I love Daniel Craig. Mm -hmm. But I think at, at this point in time, I just want to see him play Detective Block. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait for the, for that the, for the next ones, and hopefully more and more and more of that whole series. Knives Out is, I think, my jam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the first one, and I think I said a, a while ago, if if he leaves Bond just to live his life as Benoit Blanc, I'm completely cool with it because mm -hmm. I love him in that in that role, and he's just so much fun. And the way he uses the accent is amazing, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love his work with accents. There's another movie he's in. I can't remember what it's called. It's got Adam Driver in it. Um, oh, uh, Logan Lucky, I think. Yeah, that's it. He's got a very different accent in that movie, too. He's he's like a, a master. He's a master with with accents. I hadn't seen that. I've heard it's good, though. I, I've seen him in a movie called The Jacket, which mm -hmm. feels like 100 years ago. Um, <laughs> it was when Adrian Brody was still kind of a thing for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it also has Karen Knightley, and it's one of her first films. Oh, weird! And yeah, it is a it's a weird film, but he's in it, and he mm. has black hair, and he's a, another Southerner. So at the yeah. time, I didn't realize, oh, that's Daniel Craig because he was an unknown. Yeah. Years later, after watching, I think it was Quantum of Solace, I realized, hey, that's the guy from the Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, it would have been uh, would have been different if they cast him for sure. And like you were saying, if they were thinking of being a one-off. Do you think they're still? And I we kind of talked about this a little bit last uh, week when we talked about your Doctor Strange two thoughts. But I guess we can talk about it a little more now. Um, a little, obviously, bit. with a little bit more spoilers. So a little bit more spoilers about um, some of the cameos that we saw with John Krasinski, obviously, as as uh, Reed. Um, so do you think they're going forward with John Krasinski as Reed Richards in any Fantastic Four movies that we're going to see from now on? Um, before we get to that, hold on. 
Sure. Someone actually remembers the jacket. Grab <laughs> knows what it is. What a what a beautiful boy you are, Grabs. Yes, nobody no, nobody has ever heard of this movie. When I talk about it, like, what is that? Yes, it is the time travel movie when he goes like in the. It's kind of like a a morgue locker deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, he time travels. Also, I think we may have just spoiled the multiverse of madness, and I'm sorry. I put spoilers. I'm, I I apologize. It's been a week. It's hard to hard to not talk about things that are relevant. In, I think in it's the been news. two weeks, right? Yeah, and yeah, I've seen it all over Twitter today too. Um, I forget yeah. who was talking about it. I think Mr. C might have been. Um, yeah, he was talking about it. He, he wasn't happy picture about of it actually. Yeah. So what not. do you think? What do you think, Chris? Do you see John Krasinski going oh, forward yeah. as Reed from now on? I think he is going to stay as Reed. And I think he's going to direct the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, you know the director for the Fantastic Four conveniently dropped out a couple of days before Doctor Strange came out in theaters. So it seems like the pieces fit. He likes to direct. He likes to act, mm-hmm. and he likes the Fantastic Four. He said it before. Okay. So. I think this is what we're getting. Yeah, it seems so funny that like we've been talking about this since WandaVision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, John Krasinski as as Reed Richards. Um, and you know how they basically said, Okay, you know, all these people are talking about John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Let's see let and we can't get Daniel Craig if that's true. Let's go with our second option and just put John Krasinski in the movie. So that's another thing. If Krasinski was a second option, yeah. Why was Daniel Craig the first option? Was it because one and done? Mm-hmm. Or do they have something else? Go to the cinema, Emmett. <laughs> Aaron, I'm sorry. <laughs> Me going to the cinema in in, in in Canada might not help you over in Australia. <laughs> I'm not it, sure how the logistics of that all works. Money in, money out, I'm not sure. But uh, I'm sorry, Aaron, I can't do it. <laughs> it's just good for everybody. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, I, I like the idea of Krasinski. I know a lot of people say he's uninspired and... Uh, yeah. He's a bad choice, which I I mean, I like him, but I get how people wouldn't. I I, I would get 100% get behind it if he was the director of the of the movie, if he had some um, creative input <laughs> on it as well. A deaf, um, is there a deaf superhero? Yeah, I don't sure think. Is. I'm sure there's got to be. But Echo's yeah, a there you go. Let's see. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, Graves. we got to find this out now. List of deaf superheroes. I wanted to say Daredevil, but I know Daredevil's not, of course. So. <laughs> That's right. The da- <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Good thing you caught yourself there, Chris. <laughs> oh, what about that person from um, uh, The Eternals? There was a deaf character in The Eternals? Yeah. What's her I name? I can't remember uh, who was in it and what their names are. I just know I like that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see the movie. I'm just looking it up, and I see a picture of the the one. Uh, oh, character. I think she was female, though. Yeah, that's right. I think she was like the Flash. If I remember. Uh, there's a, yeah, no, no. That I think that was another one. I did it better. Was it? I, I don't know. <laughs> the, the Eternals was like I said. I liked it, but I can't tell you a thing about any of the characters except Druig, which was played by Barry Keoghan. Yeah. Just because I feel like we were supposed to care about him, but they didn't give us enough of him. The rest yeah. of them. <laughs> You know, and Grab said in the comments there he's not going to see Multiverse of Madness until it comes out on Disney Plus, and I'll probably be the same. But I haven't got around to watching The Eternals yet, and I don't know if I really, nothing's really gravitating towards me to watch it. I don't feel a need to. Like, I don't feel the expansion of even um, watching it and trying to understand what's happening in the MCU going forward, which is basically um, my only reason for watching these movies, just to see how it builds and how, how I can have conversations with um, people about it. But yeah, something about The Eternals just doesn't interest me even more than regular uninterested mcu projects that i am into <laughs> well that's fair. that's fair. Yeah. um yeah it's a different kind of project i mean chloe Zhao mm-hmm. really set out to do something and she did it and mm-hmm. there are some i mean there's marvel stuff in there like the cgi monsters i feel like was a kevin feige thing you gotta have mm-hmm. a cgi monster of some sort right but the, you know yeah i'm kind of i'm with cookie here even though i like it you could definitely pass on it Really, you can just watch the post-credit scenes, and that's really. That's cool. what I should probably do. I should probably just do that. Yeah, the the post-credit scenes are pretty cool. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Oh, so there's uh, ten minutes into our show, Chris. What'd you get up to this week? 
a lot. We kind of went on a tangent there as soon as Daniel Craig uh, got mentioned. <laughs> I mean, he is, you know, he's always around. So, yeah. <laughs> um, to this week, so I read some stuff on Wednesday, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the really, I want to save the, my book of the week till the end of this because um, okay. I want to talk about it for a minute. But I read uh, Jurassic League, which was so much fun. So good. Yeah, it was just bizarre fun. Yep. <laughs> and to see like um, Batman is a dinosaur, mm-hmm. and he's built like the Dark Knight Returns Frank Miller Batman, <laughs> and he's going around you know messing stuff up, and then he gets in a fight with the joke. I think it was called the Joker Zard. Joker, yeah, Joker's Joker's are, yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. And at first, I was like, "Oh, is that a raptor? What is that?" Then when he spit, I was like, "That's a Dilophosaurus. That's amazing." <laughs> um, which you know, that's a whole other level of nerd when you see your favorite characters in dinosaurs and realize what kind of dinosaur they are without okay. them telling you. That's a whole other layer here. <laughs> which um, uh, which one was your favorite? What's your favorite uh, dinosaur character in the in the first issue? I think it might be the Joker. Yeah, I, I I love the reveal of the black mantisaurus. <laughs> I did too. I did too. Or cool. even just Aquaman too, like that whole like the I think it's a uh, a, a one page spread of him and the dolphins are jumping all over the place. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. It, it's not really. It's, it's a concept you wouldn't think would work, yeah. but it totally does, mm-hmm. and it's fun. And like they don't take it seriously, even though I know, even though it's like serious beats, they make no mistake to let you know, hey, these are dinosaurs that are talking. <laughs> And they're superheroes. Like Superman, what is it called? Supersaurus? Isn't he the Super Don? Or the, no, that or Wonder Don. Super Don, Wonder Don, Don that's Wonder Woman. Yeah, Supersaurus, that's right. <laughs> uh, so Supersaurus is pretty cool. He's just a good dude, but he's also a dinosaur. Yep. <laughs> uh, I am waiting for Optimus 8, by the way. Also, I want to talk about the Optimus Prime Lego thing, but we'll get to that. Oh, I, I watched that too. That was so cool. Yeah. Um, and then I read that Moon Knight anthology book, which, you know, I was kind of on the fence about. Yeah, uh, I like. I loved one of the three stories. Mm-hmm. I liked another story, and then another the the first one I just didn't really connect with. Yeah, but I think it was first, the art. That first issue was just so or not, I don't know issue first story and that the, the one by Hickman. Yeah, it was so weird. Like it was I guess very Hickman. Moon Knight's weird, but it was so yeah. It's very Hickman. That's right. It's very Hickman, which is not a problem. <laughs> I like Hickman, yeah. but. He's he he's complicated. He makes things complicated. Mm-hmm. And Moon Knight is complicated enough as it is. Hundred <laughs> percent. And you try to squeeze a lot in this what like four pages, four or five pages. Yeah. And the art was kind of hard for me to follow. I didn't know what was going on for the majority mm-hmm. of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so didn't like that. But I kind of want to see Hickman do a monthly on Moon Knight after reading. I'm just, just curious. What, just crazy and wild. I'm curious what it would be like. I'm thinking something like the Lemire run. Is what mm-hmm. it would be, but but like more confusing. Do you think that's what Moon Knight will need when Jed McKay runs kind of goes on in time? Because like the McKay runs pretty standard. It's pre- it's fairly simple. Um, there's not the overly confusing stuff that's in the Lemire run. Um, it's not overly. There is some funny moments, but it's not as out there humorous as as some other Moon Knight. Do you think they should go in an opposite direction and where they're going right now, or kind of continue on with what what McKay's doing? It, I don't know how long McKay thinks he's doing this for, or how long Marvel wants this series to run for. But if there is more Moon Knight, do you think after McKay's done that they should go crazy with it? I think McKay should just stay on for life. Okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> when he does eventually leave, uh. You know, it's every writer does their own thing with him. So I'd imagine they'll go back to more of a. I think they'll go back to him. His DID being more present is what's going to happen. They'll probably get done mm-hmm. again. That'd That's be all right. Um, but yeah, did you read the? You read the anthology, right? Yeah, I read it. I love the Fornes art, Jorge Fornes. Um, like he's good. He's got a great Batman, uh, mm-hmm. but he's got a really good looking Moon Knight uh, as well. That was my favorite issue. Our favorite story in in the the three issues. I didn't like the first one. I didn't really. I don't want to say I didn't enjoy that one with the one with Spider Man and where eventually Deadpool shows up. Um, it was okay, um, but that for Jorge Fornes one uh, was outstanding. I think the Spider Man one was my favorite, especially yeah, that good. line when he you know we we get the he, he curses Spider Man. That was funny. <laughs> I, because, I was very surprised when Deadpool showed up at the end. Was, I was too. That that was a good surprise. <laughs> Um, but my book of the week was definitely Grim Number One from mm-hmm. Boom Studios, I think. Yep. 
Did you read that? I don't remember. Yes, I read it. Yep. What do you think about it? I yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, like it as much as you did. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, you loved it a lot when we were talking yes. about it. Um, and I'm I'm a big fan of Stephanie Phillips, as we were talking about as well. Oh, that's like right. Her, Sorry, my memory is uh, crap. Her nuclear family. Uh, <laughs> yes, I remember this now. <laughs> um, and we talked about the, her Harley Quinn, which we both didn't enjoy because of the weird art. Um, but yeah, I didn't enjoy Grimm as much as you, and maybe it's because I'm. I don't know. I don't want to say it felt too much like um, something that's killing the children, not in the same sense that it's the same story, mm-hmm. but it's the same storytelling. I feel like the same. Um, it's like it's it's like it's a cousin um, to to that story. And they're both okay. the same studio. So that helps, too. Um, but it seems like this grim one, that's what they're trying to emulate. They're trying to oh, let's have another series like that. And I'm maybe it's just because I'm too invested in one to not enjoy the other. Um, it's not that it wasn't good. There was nothing bad about it. It's just something that didn't didn't uh, just didn't hit with me. Grab is yelling this question, so I want to yell back, but I'm not going to. <laughs> no, I, I didn't get to eight billion eight billion genies yet, but I will. Did you read it, Emmett? Uh, I did not. I didn't oh. get around to a too much image, um, uh, new image this week. Well, for me, um, like I said on Twitter, I thought Graham was like a of all around great book and had cool art. I like the story. Um, it's a little different. I, I haven't read killing that somebody killing children, so I'm not really mm-hmm. sure what the similarities are on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's tying in and I, I kind of just, you know, I'm out. On that <laughs> I get one. it. Yeah, I yeah, get it. <laughs> I'm out on that one. But uh, yeah, this one I thought was pretty smart. I, I like the way it's written. I, I think it's interesting. I wonder if it's going to stay as like, it has a certain, tone to it that I wonder if it's going to stick around or if it's going to mm-hmm. become more like a fish out of water thing, mm-hmm. given the ending of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty interesting. And what's coming. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm a big fan of Stephanie Phillips, so I'll keep uh, I'll keep going with it. Um, see if it gets better, and maybe it will. Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I appreciated her writing. So, And the art's, uh, the art's pretty strong as well. I like um, it. You know the colors are are, are dark and moody, uh, I would say. But the the pencils and lines, um, I think they're you know top notch. I don't know who who it is uh, who's working on it. Someone talented. Get the drink, very good. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, particularly when her face switches to the skull. That was so cool. A fan favorite, Flavinio. Uh, oh okay. And he, I guess they did uh, the New Mutants. Mm-hmm. Um, and colorist Rico Renzi, who colored Spider-Gwen. Um, so, yeah, some that. really talented people, just like you said. Yeah, talented folks. I like them. <laughs> but that, that, those are the books that I read that stood out to me. Yeah, that's more than me. I read All I read new this week was just Jurassic League. Uh, that's pretty much all. Or I guess I read Grimm, too. But, uh, like, something that I really, really hit with was just Jurassic League. And, um, like I said, I didn't read too much indie new this week. Um, I've been reading old comics that I have. Uh, I got a delivery last week from my comic store that had a whole bunch of new stuff in it. Oh, is that um, what was in the box? Yes, that's okay. what was in the box. <laughs> it was uh, a bunch of comic books um, that I got shipped. Um, so yeah, that was kind of fun to open up and organize and uh, get it all uh, put up and organized on my shelf. But then I read some too. Um, and yeah, not really much else for comic books. I realized that the best day for, you know, all week, there's only one day of the week where I have time to sit down right now. Um, I don't know if it's just because it's busy stuff with family and work and everything, but I get everything done on Sundays. Like an hour before we record is when I, you know, sit down and finally get to read uh, what I can. And now I'll watch a little bit of something. I'll watch an episode of uh, something that I haven't been able to catch up on. Um, just the weeks are just just too busy right now. And the Stanley Cup playoffs were on, which I mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Leafs are now done, which is the team I was rooting for and watching. Um, so maybe I'll have more time to get into more geeky stuff because I won't be watching as much uh, hockey right now. Um, but one thing I did watch this week, and Eric mentioned it in the comics, and I mentioned this last week again, and I know you, I know you watched the first episode, Chris, and that was Star mm-hmm. Trek oh, yeah. uh, Strange New Worlds. Um, I saw your, I think it was a tweet, where you said you didn't know much about, obviously, Star Trek or even this mm-hmm. world, but you enjoyed that first episode? Mm-hmm. I did, yeah, and I watched the second one too, and I, I like that one also. Yeah, how did you like that one? That was like, um, it won't be a spoiler or whatever, but how how did you feel about the singing and the you know the fantastical sci-fi stuff that that was in this episode? 
It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me because yeah. I've seen some of the Shatner series, so I know wacky yeah. is Star Trek. You know? That's right. <laughs> so I, I didn't mind it. The only thing that kind of bugged me was some of the dialogue was really, um, I want to use the word hokey, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that was okay. Um, but no, I, I like the the singing, the, the sci-fi thing, because, you know, it's it's not Star Wars. I, I, mm-hmm. I get that now. And because, you know, just by watching the Chris Pine movies, it seems like off-brand Star Wars, which yeah. I know it's not. Yeah. And and I, I like this. This is fun. It's It's good. It's so good. And I, ever since you said that Anson Mount was Batman, I can't unsee it. Right? He looks he like is Batman. Just, he's Batman in every way possible. And I can't unsee it. They need, it, like, for years and years and years, it was all, I was all about a, a Clint Eastwood old Batman movie. You know, he's like a, in Batman Beyond. But I mean, an old Batman should be Anson Mount. That yes. guy is Batman 100%, 100 times over. I can't if, believe it. If John Hamm says no, Anson <laughs> Mount will say yes. You guys want me to do something else? Yes, give it to him. He looks like Batman. But um, I like the whole cast though. The, the, all the characters are cool, and I like how um, I don't know if this is a normal Star Trek trend. Maybe you can answer this. Does every episode usually focus on a crew member? That's more like uh, the Next Generation. Okay, uh, the Patrick Stewart one, where there's a Riker episode or a Data episode or a Worf episode. That's what that's like. So it, it's interesting that you mentioned it was a lot like the Kirk one. Um, and it, it does feel like the original series, but then it's also got that mixture in of uh, of uh, the next generation as well. Okay, well, I, I'm liking that so far. It, as a Star Trek fan, how do you feel about it? Yeah, so I, I love the series. It's outstanding. Aside from um, full on Trek, like it's mm-hmm. just a good, it's just a well made show as well. Um, yeah. But I've been talking to my friend who's like the biggest Star Trek fan I know, um, and he hates uh, Star Trek Discovery that came out. That's on its third season i think mm-hmm. um he didn't like the first season of picard uh, the second season and that just ended but he is fully invested into into this strange new world show um it's 100 percent trek to him of what it, what it is it's about humor which the show has a lot of but it's also about hope which is also a huge star trek mm-hmm. thing and the thing with um star trek discovery thank you eric on the fourth season it's very grim there's violence um and there's also not the f- like like a home feeling. I picture like Star Trek is home. Star Trek Discovery is not home. It's like staying in an, at a hotel room. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does. He was in a show. Um, I can't remember what it was called. It was a Western show um, on AMC for a while. Oh, um, oh uh, Hell on Wheels? Hell on Wheels. That's it. And in, in that show, it's got um, a character who's in Star Trek who plays uh, Chief Miles O'Brien, which is the... Um, he works at the. Uh, he's a science officer, and it was just funny those two um, being in a in a show together. And I think there was memes about what like a future Star Trek show would be with these two guys in it. Anyway, anyway funny to me. Um, anyway, so <laughs> um, I love the show. I it, it's a must watch for me. Is instantly when it comes out. It's one of those shows, or I just want to see more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you were saying, Chris, about the the character centered uh, episodes, I wasn't expecting that um, going into the second episode with the kind of the cadet Ohura. Um, episodes and now I want to see more um, like I love the characters in this show um, you know the nurse chapel the doctor yeah. um, I really like Ortega's and the, I was gonna say I like Ortega's episode yeah she's so funny and I look and they're actually my friend sent me the um, uh, the trailer for next week's episode mm-hmm. um, it, it feels even watching it from the trailer it feels very Star Trek um, and I'm wondering about who the character is on this one if they if they continue that um you know, continue that pattern. I, I, I hope they do, because uh, there's a lot of characters on on the on the show that we haven't even seen too much of yet. Specifically, the Doctor, uh, we see a little bit of him, uh, but I want to see more of him too because I really like that actor. He's in Dune, uh, very briefly. He fights Timothy Chalamet at the end with the knife. Um, is the Doctor the, the alien? Guy? No, no, the Doctor is the the black guy who works with Nurse Chapel, the blonde haired woman. Something I don't remember. You, you only see him quickly in the first, not quickly, but um, not very long in the first episode. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I thought that the uh, the alien was the. Um, the With the things on his head? Yeah. Yeah. He's a security officer, I think they said in, okay. this ep- in the second episode. Uh, there is a lot of characters I'm trying to keep track of. <laughs> yeah. They really, and they put a lot on you right away. And so it's interesting in that, in the second episode, we they drop some of the characters. So we don't see much of yeah. the doctor or well, the. Uh, 
the dude with the uh, the antennas. So. Also, I'm getting that the colored shirts mean different things. So that helps me identify yeah. who does what. Yeah. Also, white red shirt, means medical. Shirt, shirt. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm white. Yeah, it's interesting too because they they change from the original series to the uh, next generation series. Hmm. So, like Kirk's wearing a yellow shirt, or not Kirk, but um, Batman. Pike Pike is wearing a yellow shirt. He's Captain, but obviously Patrick Stewart's um, Picard right. wears a red shirt. So they change eventually, but yeah, blue is uh, medical, yellow is usually science, but in this case, I think red is science and red is tactical, and yellow is command. And blue is actually think, science too, because yeah, I think blue is science. Blue yeah. yeah. Um, now Samuel Kirk is that James Kirk's father, or that's his brother? Oh, okay, I know he had a brother. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, see, I didn't know that much either because they they tease it at the end of the first episode, and I, um, I think. Uh, Pike says, "Bring Lieutenant Kirk yeah, uh, to the bridge," and we're all like, "Oh my God, James T- Kirk's already." That's what I was waiting for. I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. I know this guy. It's yeah, Chris so Pine. They, I get that." Yeah, they throw you a switch by see, uh, throwing Samuel in there, but they announced before the season even aired, and I think it was a couple months ago that they're making a second season already, and James T. Kirk is going to be in that one in the second okay. season, and they, are, and they already cast somebody. So, um, hmm. spoiler alert: bad things happen to Samuel uh, Kirk. Uh, oh, so we'll see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not a spoiler alert. It's happened 60 years ago. Oh, well then. <laughs> um, but either way, it's a cool show. I'm, I'm liking it a lot. I really like the opening too, which I know is is kind of um, a funny topic, but the opening just kind of reminds me of an old sci-fi thing, you know? Mm-hmm. The well, way it's, um, it's the voiceover. Like saying the, the yeah. voiceover thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like that a lot. It, it's mm-hmm. unlike, you know how we never skip the opening on Peacemaker? Peacemaker, yeah. That's kind of how I feel about this. I need that. I need that. <laughs> Watching. Well, there's something about those lines in, in Star Trek, you know, the boldly go where no man has gone before and, cool. you know, the five-year mission, all that kind of stuff. So there's something about that that just, you know, makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck. It's a, For me, it's a delivery, I think. It's the way that yeah. Anson Mount delivers lines. It just works. Goddamn Batman. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing I watched this week was the, um, I guess you call it the sequel series to Bosch called mm-hmm. Bosch Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just halfway through the sixth episode right now. It's very interesting that the, I think it was five episodes were on Amazon Prime. They dropped the show, and then this one got picked up by, I think it's IMDb TV or Freevee is what's on the opening credits. Um, it's it, And it's called something different, but it's got the same characters. It's playing off of... Um, storylines that ended in the in the previous one. It was all really strange. This whole way of doing things. I don't know if that's ever been done before. Where uh, I'm sure it has, but a show will get canceled or dropped by one, um, yeah, one one studio or network, and then picked up by another one and continue on the story. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, that's happened before. Okay. Um, off the top of my head, it hap- happened with Buffy and Angel. Hmm. Or at least Buffy. Maybe Angel stood where it was, but Buffy moved networks and kept on going. Did that first network didn't want it anymore? It like they canceled it. Uh, I don't remember the circumstance. I think they didn't want to pay for it anymore. Okay. And then for whatever reason, they thought, oh, we'll keep this show, which nobody likes. Well, not nobody likes, but people don't like it as much. Uh-huh. And you guys can have the one everybody does like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a weird thing. Yeah, it is. A weird it's, thing. it's happened other times too. I'm sure it has. It's just it's a very interesting thing that the you know one studio and it, it's and they're both on Amazon Prime for me. So I was like, stop watching regular Bosch that was produced by Amazon Prime. Now I can watch Bosch Legacy on Amazon Prime, but it's from a different or it's paid for by a different, you know, studio or whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's an interesting thing. Um, have you, any uh, knowledge of Harry Bosch or the Bosch series at all? No, I have no idea what that is. I've heard it's good, though, but that's about yeah. it. <laughs> uh, the books are better than uh, the TV series. There's like 30 books um, written by Michael Conley. Um, I've read... 29 of them. I haven't read the newest one yet. Um, they're very good. Something about, it's like reading, uh, I tried to, I tried to read Jack Reacher after reading the Harry Bosch series and I just couldn't mm-hmm. do it, even though they're the same ilk of, um, you know, wisecracking characters. Uh, everything, everything they say is a, a soliloquy. Um, and <laughs> I find that interesting in, in the books and in the TV show where it's like that. He's always ends every fight he's in with a, with a superior or a cop or whatever. Um, every line, his last line is always like a punch to the nose. Just always, he's, he's, he's a he's a novelist. He's a poet when he's speaking. 
Um, but I'm a big fan of the books. Um, fan of the TV show. Um, yeah, so that's what I got up to this weekend. Like I said, just watched Jurassic League, or I read Jurassic League. I'm, I'm so excited for that book. I want to read more of it. I can't wait mm-hmm. for it. Um, you know, dra- dinosaurs are very cool, and superheroes are cool. So I don't know how you can't uh, you can't Put love them the books, Matt. Put them together, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited for that too. I'm hoping that it it's gonna. Con- I think it's got what six issues. Is it yeah, six? it's a limited series. <laughs> Chris House. <laughs> um, you, uh, I want to ask you, how many seasons is the original Bosch? Five. Okay, and this new one is it's in its first season. Yeah, Bosch Legacy is just in its first one. It's six episodes in now. I don't know what the release schedule is. Um, like I said, it's on Amazon Prime. I just check every week, and all of a sudden there's a new episode. Gotcha. So I don't know. <laughs> Grab. Are you talking about Bosch Legacy here? Hey. Yeah, I was talking to Grabs, or I, I think I, I tweeted about it, and Grabs mentioned that, that he was such a big fan of the books that it was hard for him to get into uh, the original uh, first first five seasons. Um, the Dune two casting announcements. I am very excited for them. I love Dune, the first one. Mm-hmm. I think these new announcements are very cool. I I don't know what's going to be like having Christopher Walken in a role like this, so I'm uh-huh. pretty excited. Uh-huh. I'm excited for for it as long as Christopher Walken isn't playing himself. But if he's not playing himself, do we want it? No. Well, that's the thing. I'm trying to think of. You know, he's not one of my favorite actors. Like the only really the only movie that comes to mind when I think of Christopher Walken is The Deer Hunter. Um, I haven't seen it. And um, I just don't want to like. And all I picture is like him on you know Saturday Night Live. That's another thing. Cowbell that voice. The voice is a, a character now. And like I've mentioned this before when we were talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, eventually Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp, was playing a character of himself by the end of it. And I don't want... I, I, and that's the thing, Grabs. I don't want to hear Christopher Walken, like him talking like Christopher Walken. I think that would just throw me out of it. Throw me out um, of the role. I mean, he's... <laughs> it's him. <laughs> I get it. But I, I'm... Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you because I don't really want... Christopher Walken in Dune, but at yeah. the same time, I love the idea of Christopher Walken. In Dune. Sure, <laughs> I, I want to see what he does with it because every movie I've seen him in, he's you know when I think um, Christopher Walken, I go to like Sleepy Hollow mm-hmm. or um, Batman Returns, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love him in Blast from the Past. <laughs> I think he's a lot of fun there. I, he's Christopher Walken; he's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know how that's gonna you know. Not too sure, Zeddy, but I'm excited. Yeah, Zeddy in the comments mentions that he's so good in Severance. Zeddy, is he playing Christopher Walken? Does he have his his turn of phrase, his way of talking that's, you know, the overly delayed in between each word? Um, it's not stupid, Grabs. Don't say it's stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Yeah, Tr- see, that's very good, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he stuff does like do that. different stuff. Yeah, true romance for sure. He, he and he's not playing himself. He's uh, Cookie. That's that's a great thing. Small I mean, impactful roles. 100%. I want to say he's also in a movie called Seven Psychopaths with Sam Rockwell. Yeah, that's right. I can't remember what he does in it, but I remember he's in it. Um, <laughs> but that, that was you know. Um, but yeah, I like to do announcements. I th- I think the best one is probably Florence Pugh. Yeah, the, the, there's a lot of the, the the most different one I saw is the gentleman that's playing Elvis in uh, coming up soon. I can't remember the guy's name. Austin Butler. Yes, he's playing the Sting character from the original one. Um, that's what I'm excited to see. Um, just because of the hype that's coming out with this guy, like he's going to be the biggest thing in the world real soon mm-hmm. uh, from this Elvis movie. Um, you know, when if Florence Pugh's in a movie, you can guarantee that she's going to be great. There's no question about that. What I'm excited about, not really about the casting announcement for but for Dune Two, is just to see more of uh, um, Zendaya. I want to see more of her oh, character. Yeah. I want to see her do more things other than walk through the sand and be looked at by Timothy Chalamet's character. Um, I want some more substance to to her character in general. You know, speaking of Zendaya, I was listening. <laughs> um, I had Spotify on, and I, I think we've crossed the bridge. That I love musicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, I forgot she's in the greatest showman ever. 
Oh, that's you love that movie. I do. And I, I was listening to it, and uh, one of the songs came on my playlist. I was like, hey, wait a minute, it says Zendaya. It's like, she was in this. That's right. I have seen her before because <laughs> I thought I'd only seen her in um, Spider Man, but no, I'd actually seen her in that too. And of course, Euphoria. But um, anyway, <laughs> as far as like stuff I watched this week, um, other than Star Trek, I watched The Northman. Oh, did you? Yes, I watched them. That is a fantastic movie. <laughs> I'm going to get to it this week, I think. That, that reminded me that I should get to it. It's so good. Like I was expecting it to be um, entertaining, but mm-hmm. I didn't expect to be like completely sucked into this movie. And right. it's it's Robert Eggers, so it's still got some weird stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Like the way it opens, I was kind of like, did I get, is this the right movie? That's what I was going to ask you about. If it's weird because it's like an A24 and Eggers, or is it just like a straight up like balls to the wall action movie no it's actually i wouldn't say it's an action movie it's it's um it is a revenge movie um but it's i wouldn't really call it an action movie even though when it when it there's action it is in, it's intense there's some stuff in there it, it's <laughs> it's more of a i don't know i, I don't want to call it a character movie but mm-hmm. it, it's there's a lot of character stuff in there it's visually very impressive it's pretty mm-hmm. to look at and then when the weird kicks in you kind of just accept it. Like, you don't even question it. Like, Willem Dafoe was going nuts, and he was like, oh, okay, cool. I forget he's in that. I forget he was in it, too, so it was a big surprise yeah. when I see that, you know, his face saying what he's saying. <gasps> it's just, oh, man. really? Oh, yeah, okay. He, he's got some interesting lines. But, hey. uh, yeah, no, it, it's a great movie. I really like that one a lot. Like like uh, Zeddy says, it's a mic drop of a, of a film. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't have enough good stuff to even say about it. I liked it. Yeah, I'll get to that this week. It's something uh, I was excited about for since the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't, and I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, expect the unexpected kind of with a twenty-four Eggers, but uh, um, now that you're uh, hyping it up on both sides of it, that it's got the weird and got the uh, the it's action. I'll, uh, yeah, all that's good. Um, uh, I'll look forward to jumping into it this week. I do wonder because I think there was an article that came out that Eggers said he doesn't want to do another studio film because I don't think it was A twenty four. But oh, I'm wondering, oh, yeah, I don't think it was. Am I wrong about that? I thought it was A twenty four, but then I was watching it. I don't remember seeing the A twenty four logo. Um, I must have just I, assumed that because it was Eggers. Yeah, I kind of did too. I think that and the way the trailers were framed was like, oh, okay, it's probably A twenty four. Yeah, just uh, just Universal's Universal. Oh, okay. So, my um, bad. But I, I wonder if the studio kind of stepped in and say, said, hey. You can't, you can't be this weird. Tone it back a little bit, because <laughs> there, there's a couple of scenes where you can see his, the lighthouse is coming, <laughs> but he it gets pulled back, and it actually makes sense in the in the film. So, yeah, I, I watched the Northman. I thought it was great. Nice. And, yeah, uh, I think we all have the need for speed. Is, is that the line? That yes, Chris. That 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 is the line. Okay. Come on, you're a Top Gun aficionado now. I, I am, but I, you know, I'm also a Star Trek aficionado now. I don't know if we. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> we are all feeling the need for speed. <laughs> um, but that's all I watched. I, I think other, other than Star. I don't, oh, and I did watch the Batman finally on HBO Max. Oh, did you? Did that yeah. the first time on uh, HBO Max? Yeah, it's the first time I watched on HBO Max. But I had to split it in two nights because I was too tired the first time. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Any uh, any feelings about the home watch? Anything different, uh, other, other than it's just cinema? It's just cinema. It is cinema. It is the <laughs> finest cinema, the cinema that will stand the test of time, I believe. <laughs> like The Godfather, The Batman, and Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> Those three right there, Mount Rushmore yeah. movies. <laughs> it's it's right there with them. It's just it's just glorious. I do think that um, this is something I just picked up on when I was watching it. I think the Joker looks different in the cameo versus yep. the deleted scene. I agree. The cameo, I think he's not as grotesque somehow, which was funny because when I saw it, I was like, why does he look so grotesque? Yeah. And then we saw the others like, oh, what is this? So I think that maybe that's the more finished version of him that's in the movie, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's interesting that you say that that it was grotesque until you saw what actually was grotesque. Right. Um, like maybe maybe that's what it was too. Maybe you just saw something worse than what you what you actually saw. Um, it was also a different. I, I noticed how the lighting was so much different. 
mm-hmm. between the two of them. Like there's actually sunlight coming in through the windows yeah. um, for both the Riddler and uh, and his uh, his cell. Um, and then obviously in the deleted scene, it's basically just lighting, like uh, gray lighting from um, Arkham Asylum's crappy lighting system or whatever. So I thought I thought that was interesting the way they did it. Um, cause if they were, if it was left in, I wonder if he knew that, it, I guess he wouldn't have known this. Reeves wouldn't have known this, that when he was shooting them, he was expecting them both to be in the movie. I think he was. Yeah. But then so of it's, course, just, when interesting. He, it's just interesting to say like, okay, let's show him full, full on. Let's show his gross face. And then a half hour later or 45 minutes or whatever it is, let's show not his whole face. I wonder about the reasoning behind that. Maybe, um, Maybe there was a, just a change in the design department. Like maybe right. they watched that scene back and said, "Hey, this uh, this ain't too hot, man." <laughs> that guy could because I think the mouth there is the big difference in the scene we do get in the film. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look as grotesque and as raw. I, if I remember correctly, on in the movie, you see more like a cut smile as yep. opposed to whatever the hell that is. I mean, he's still got the whatever the hell that is. Different. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that thing is. Never mind that. But um, yeah, so that was that was my weekend watches that I can remember right now: Northman and Star Trek and uh, the Glorious Batman. I just want to check in and say hi to Lauren. Um, and looks like Tim from the Nerd Room uh, oh. jumping in. How's it going? Hey um, Tim. Yeah, we talked quickly about Jurassic League here, but Lauren. Um, a couple hours ago, had a whole uh, show dedicated to mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, who uh, is the writer um, of Jurassic League. Uh, so make sure you check out her YouTube channel, uh, where she talked with a bunch of cool cats about uh, one of the best in the business. Uh, great show uh, earlier today. And they drew dinosaurs. I'm going to have to draw a dinosaur later, too. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it was funny. Can I just picture what I would have done in that situation, drawing dinosaurs? It would have been the worst pictures in the world. <laughs> I was going to quarrel, but I'm going to do it later. I want to yeah. do the dinosaur drinking coffee. It's going to be great. <laughs> nice. I'm looking forward to doing it. <laughs> I'm use my daughter's crayons and stuff. It'll be a blast. Yo, you got to. You got, yeah, you got to. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. All right, guys, that's what we read and what we watched, what we got into this week. Let us know in the comments what else you guys got into. Uh, all right, Chris, let's jump into our poll slash main topic of the week. And so our poll from last week, Scientific Sunday. Uh, we wanted to know if you could write and or direct a comic book film, which company would it be for? Bonus question. Which character would your film be about? Uh, so we had basically pretty simple ones. The two big, uh, two big ones, DC Comics and Marvel. And then we put other. And then, of course, the Batman on, is on HBO Max. Chris, which do you want to get some for comments? It. What's that? <laughs> which people voted for. <laughs> oh, and they're voting on for this week in this week's poll as well. Um, so, you want to get into some of the comments uh, before we get into our thoughts first? Yes, I think we had a lot of cool comments. Yeah, absolutely. So Ian, uh, our man Ian, first in the comments with a uh, tough question. While I feel my approach would probably suit DC more than Marvel, I guess the most suitable character for me would be Silk, uh, who would be Cindy Moon. Uh, I love the character. I love the Spideyverse. I love Asian culture. And I love women in spandex unitards. Can't go wrong with that answer, Ian. <laughs> the thread was pretty fun after that, too. <laughs> Carlos from the um, room jumped in on that one and it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, check out the comments uh, on our poll from a couple weeks ago. They're great. Uh, no surprise here who Eric uh, picked. He would pick a Huntress series. Uh, no surprise that. And also no surprise from Grabs. He, he posted a gif of Booster Gold. Uh, mm-hmm. No surprise there. Um, the comic room on Twitter says, if I had the talent and resources to bring any book to the big screen, it would be easily... East of West by Jonathan Hickman. He Dude, has an impeccable time. I right get now. to see that in my timeline. I tried to read. I tried to read that story, um, East of West by Hickman, and just like we were talking about with that Moon Knight one, Hickman has a certain style that sometimes just doesn't do it for people. Um, I think he's too smart for me to uh, enjoy his books, and that's what I felt uh, when I was reading East of West. I like the art, like the covers that they put, the images that they posted made me, yeah. me want to read it because mm-hmm. it looks cool. So I might, I might do that at some point. I got to read Royal City first though, like we were talking about earlier, but anyway. 
Uh, Juan, our friend Juan, said, The Me You Love in the Dark. I would have gone with an Amazon Prime or Hulu. I feel the idea behind this story is a great one that series can take on. I think we both agree with that one. We'd love to yeah. see. I think we both love to see that one mm -hmm. uh, in a series. Curious how they would handle certain aspects of the story, but yes, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the scary movie was it the second one? <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I love. Uh, I don't know if there's a hot take or not. That second one, I think I might like the second scary movie more than the first one. Uh, the second one's more original, like I guess. Yeah, I love the the haunted house. Uh, and what's his name? Uh, Chris Elliott. Yeah, the my uh, Chris Elliott with his hand. Oh my god, <laughs> can't get over that scene. <laughs> My germs. Grabs, I agree with you, man. <laughs> oh, Zeddy. Uh, Jay Yaz on uh, Twitter says, DC and a shadow-packed movie or series. All Detective Chimp, all the time, baby. Uh, thanks, Jay, for the comment. <laughs> uh, Aaron, a uh, friend of ours, Fist of Cajanto, Aaron Cajanto on Twitter. He's got a gif of uh, Red Hood. Uh, I think that's a pretty common one. People seem to love that Red Hood, Under the Red Hood, uh, both comic and uh, movie. Uh, Philip Barker's got uh, Zeddy's man, uh, Terry McGinnis. Uh, Philip, Phil Walsh uh, says, film noir, crime thriller, Harvey Dent slash Two-Face Story. I love that. With Batman only appearing in the background. Love it. <laughs> Chris, Chris co-signs. <laughs> mm -hmm. Triple sign, whatever I got to do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fourth um, signature. <laughs> Robin's Nest, uh, Craig uh, on Twitter, he wants a Nightwing story. Um, Miles Wallace on Twitter said, I want to work for Marvel, but I want to create stories using DC characters. Uh, also, whoever makes the next, fa next Fantastic Four movie should be forced to watch The Incredibles a dozen times before writing the script. Uh, we've got a couple in here. Ghost Rider, Dr. Fate. Uh, Josh Gormley on Twitter says, an Animal Man film or series. Uh, and a couple X-Men ones, Jason Gibson, no idea how it would work in the current MCU, but I'd love to do a live action adaptation of X-Men, God Loves, Man Kills. You uh, know that story, Chris? Kind of. It's a big yeah. one. Uh, I think that X2 is actually is loosely based on it, if I remember correctly. Mm. So, Chris, uh, you've had some thought, time to think about this one. You've got a couple answers, I think. Uh, what do you think? Well... I want you to go first, actually. Oh, tough guy, eh? Yeah. I want you to go first. <laughs> um, I wouldn't want to do a, a big two. Um, I want. I would want a little more creative freedom. Um, and I forget who said it. Um, the comic room. If I had the talent. That's pretty much it. I don't have the talent. Um, I barely have the talent to talk to a person on a screen for an hour every night. Um, so to write something down and create a story, definitely not. But I would at least want the creative freedom to to make a story. Um, I do an image one, a Dark Horse, Boom Studios, whatever it is, or a Hella Stubstack one. Um, just to just to, and I wouldn't I wouldn't make it superhero as well. Um, I just tell a more a, a more of a family story or a a personal story. That's the way I only know how to do it. Uh, creating characters is not my thing. Um, I know how to write about things that I know, and that's you know what's around me, family, life, that kind of thing. So big two would not be on my on my list. Um, I also would maybe I, I think I'd like to do a crime drama of some kind. It's something that I enjoy. I was just talking about Bosch Legacy. Um, you know, a, a crime procedural, procedural, procedural. Can't procedural, say that. Procedural, procedural. Procedural. That's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, just a you know a, a team, um, you know, a partner, uh, crime duo, um, solving crimes, uh, mysteries, that kind of thing. Um, stuff that I like to read on a general basis. Like I, I always often think about criminal. Or I was talking about last week when I was talking about Reckless, uh, the Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips book, mm -hmm. where it's uh, kind of a private in investigator. Um, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, more personal stories, uh, not in the big two. Um, yeah, that, that's where I'd go with it. Yes, Eric, we know all about your love for Huntress, man. I'd be great for Teen Titans. Yeah, that's a, that's an that's a family thing. Why, why Teen Titans? Uh, I would do Justice League Dark. That'd be a lot yeah, of fun. Swamp Thing. I have the like the big three: Swamp Thing, Zatanna, and Constantine. And I bring back Keanu Reeves, Constantine. Just saying. I love that movie. It's good. Love that so much. 
It might be fun to have like a, a an actual British Constantine and Keanu's, like some kind of multiverse of madness. <laughs> I'm That'd just saying <laughs> that could be fun. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay, so you would do an indie thing that's like crime thriller, but crime. I, yeah, I either do a crime drama thriller or I do a more personal, uh, family oriented, uh, you know, drama uh, coming of age story. Okay, that's cool. Um, geez. <laughs> Even if she dies, why would you die? I mean, oh, just because love interest, she, maybe yeah. she gets to be in it. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, do it. <laughs> just let me be in the movie, please. I get it. Uh, so before you give your answer, Chris, what was the the, the thought behind this uh, this poll? Um, just something you've been thinking about and been making. Um, I, you know, everyone complains about. You know, that's not my Superman. That's not my Superman. <laughs> you know, write your own. That kind of thing. No, I just I think that we as fans we always want to see. You know, it, it's cool because we all love the character. So what would you want to make if you had the chance to? And plus, like I, I think I said last week. I want to do some more of the poll where we get to know you as a fan, but not a fan of us, but I mean like a fan of comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to know more like what you guys like. And so this was a way to, to do that, I think, to, to get that out there and get some fun responses. And I think we got a lot of good stuff. Um, the yep. ones that stick out to me, of course, are the X-Men ones, you know, bias. And sure. I do love that Two-Face one because it's not like Joker where it's like in its own thing and whatever that is. This is like, it is Two-Face. It's clearly a comic book movie, but right. it's noir and Batman is. It's more like the Joker comic from Lee uh, Barajo. Yeah, Bermejo, Bermejo, I, yeah. Can, I can never pronounce that. Bermejo, that's it. Yep, you got it. Hey, we got bots. That means we're doing something right. Yeah, naked ones. Who here girls. Who in there? All right. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they're in the local area. Is that That's the pop-up usually. Um, I got it. Yeah, that was, the, uh, that was the thought process. I just want to do some where we could get to know our friends a little bit better and see the kind of stuff they like because mm-hmm. who wouldn't want to make their own superhero movie? Well, it's something to think about, even when you're a kid. Um, like I picture drawings, like doing stupid, yeah. you know, drawing something, drawing cartoons or whatever. You're always you're always picturing something, um, a new superhero or an, or an old superhero doing something new. Um, you know, it's just a, a cool a cool thought experiment for sure. Yeah, and I mean, as a kid, I used to fan cast these things. Like I remember, I was like however old I was when the X-Men cartoon came out and I was mm-hmm. fan casting at the time. Right. Like I was dead set. Jack, uh, Jack Nicholson needed to be Wolverine. And I was like, eight years old. I was like, he has to do it. <laughs> I think I, I'd seen a, a picture of him or something from Wolf. I was like, he has to do it. He's going to be great. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> What's my, what are uh, some of your other thoughts for what would you, uh, what would you make? So initially, the go-to would be a Batman movie, but I don't trust myself with that because I'd want to do everything I possibly could in a two and a half hour span. And it'd also be like this, like this weird Tim Burton, Quentin Tarantino kind of thing with like James Gunn music. Like I'd love to have a scene of the Joker going on like a murdering spree with Don't Stop Me Now by Queen Plan. <laughs> gotta have the Queen. <laughs> That'd be yeah, great. I, I gotta have some Queen in there. It, it works for me. So, you know, um, that was the first thing like okay do something with batman but i don't trust myself like i said it'd be everything but the kitchen sink <laughs> and it would probably also be strangely like visually comic accurate like i'd try mm-hmm. to do whatever i could to make it look like a comic book so again it's better they don't hire me for that unless they want <laughs> something different <laughs> um but uh what i settled on actually was oh, you had to settle, did you? I had to settle because I, Feige called me and he was like, okay, which you can't do DC. They're not going to do it with you. Just come on, give it up. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'll do the X-Men. You don't have to twist my arm. Yeah, geez. <laughs> so I would, I would do the X-Men. Mm-hmm. I would well, how try. would you do it differently? We talked about this, it was the last week when we were talking about the state of the MCU. Yeah. And we were kind of theorizing how the X-Men would go. Um, how would you do it? Would you just keep it 90s X-Men? You know, yes. pretty simple. Or would you go it, crazy? Yeah, it'd feel like an episode of the series, the '90s series. Yeah, like I, I would actually have the opening as the Sentinel scene from mm-hmm. the '90s where they're fighting the Sentinels. Yeah, to me that is like the perfect X-Men movie opening. I don't know mm-hmm. why they haven't done it yet. Well, I kind of did it in X3 a little bit. Kind of, and kind of. that that Danger Room sequence is better than all of Apocalypse. Yep. 
It sure is. And I would use Mr. Sinister as the villain in the movie, too. Big surprise, eh? I know, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's a set up apocalypse. I would want to do the legacy virus. Mm -hmm. So you need <laughs> Sinister there. <laughs> it just makes sense. Uh, what about you guys in the comments? How, what uh, what would you do? Um, Lauren, I, I want to hear more of your uh, Nightcrawler series you, you want to write. I know be you'd be all over that. Uh, Zeddy writing a Terry McGinnis book. Uh, I could see that happening 100%. Cookie, what about you? What would you uh, think you'd get into? What would you want to create, write? Uh, and where would you want to write it? DC, Marvel, or maybe something a little indie? Um, teams are would be so scary to write. Like... Uh, I, I picture I, th I forget who it, I forget who it was. I was watching a uh, video on YouTube about um, team ups and how difficult it can be, you know, staging a scene when there's characters yeah. over here and characters over there. That seems such a, like a daunting, taunting experiment to even write a team. I, I my story, like I said, it'd be two cops. That'd be it. <laughs> That's all I'd be able to control. Yeah, I think, uh, well, you know, you got to give everybody their due. Everybody has to have their time. And that's the yeah. problem with a lot of these team movies. And really not a lot of these directors that have mastered it. You look at the Suicide Squad from James Gunn, that did a fantastic job. Yeah. You look at his two Guardian films, same thing. Mm -hmm. But then you look at something like um, Brian Singer's X-Men. Hmm. Where is Cyclops in those movies? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so that, that's kind of, I think that it is difficult to do teams. Uh, Cookie would do the Me You Love in the Dark series. <laughs> the sexy. The sexy, yeah. Okay, but if we're doing that, do you keep the goat, the, the spirit looking the way it did, or do you try to make it more like a human thing? Because mm -hmm. I kind of want it to look the way it does in the book, just because that's going to be awesome on screen. Yeah, that'd be so cool to see. <laughs> yeah, but how do you do that? So I, I'm wondering, do you want to keep it like that, or do you want to make it more like it gets a human form for those things, or you know? Yeah, what, what are the logistics between that scene? We <laughs> Obviously, we don't get to see too much of it. <laughs> which is probably for the yeah, best. How does that scene actually play out? <laughs> uh, I need the fame seeking. Oh, okay, yeah. This would work too. When he gets people hurt and then bring in Ted Cord to bring out the hero. I need to. I have known nothing about Booster Gold. Oh, he's um, cool. Yeah, I, I, I what I've seen him in. Like, was he in a cartoon? Is that, and Grabs, you posted that gif. Um, I don't know what cartoon he's been in. Was it Justice League? Something I think or that was other? Brave and the Bold. He posted to get from. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. I'm see, I need. Part. I need to get into. I need to get into that fun-loving character of him. Okay, this is cool. This is what I was thinking most people would do too, and that works. Human to start with, and then make it more sinister when it needs to be. Because we need that full thing that it is. <laughs> that beast of a spirit. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, this conversation is um, Chris from Lost in Comics. Their poll, or he put up a question um, on his Twitter about what would you want to see more of? Do you want to see more of what we have already in comic books, you know, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, or do you want to see new and different characters? Um, you know, Chris, do you, uh, going into writing or, or wanting to create something, you picked X-Men. Obviously, that's something that's not uh, new. It's been around forever. Um, did that uh, enter into your thought at all about wanting to create something that hasn't been seen before? No. <laughs> no, it was Batman that was X-Men. <laughs> it was Batman that X-Men. And really, like I said, I just don't trust myself with Batman. You're going to yeah. end up with a weird, I don't know, some some Schumacher-like probably. <laughs> um, so Tim had this one, Marvel Annihilation. This is a really cool idea because it's full cosmic, mm -hmm. as he says there. So that would be fun because they haven't done that now. I don't really love the Marvel Cosmic stuff, mm -hmm. but I'm interested interested to see it on film if that makes sense. Like I would I would watch this. Why? What's the hesitation about the cosmic stuff? I just kind of like the more grounded things, like the street level. Mm. You know, characters like the X Men or or even the Cosmic, but you know, like Spider Man, Wolverine, um, I don't know, Cap, stuff like that. Moon Knight, of course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When he's not fighting kaijus, <laughs> he wasn't fighting the kaiju. I know, I know, it's kaiju. <laughs> also, I did think of Mister Sinister, maybe, but I just didn't mention it. <laughs> it's becoming your thing, Chris, Mister Sinister. Well, he, you know, he's a dapper gentleman who's also a villain, so it, it fits. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it the thing if it's not a thing already. It's just your over over love for Mister Sinister and how it, you bring him up in every conversation you have. 
I just like villains. <laughs> I love villains. That's the, that's the other thing. Do you ever think about that? Um, you know, obviously you picked X Men and Batman, um, and we both like the idea of a Two Face kind of crime noir. Um, you know, what about creating a villain story? Much I don't know how you would like a joke like Joker, not like Joker, but the where the the main character of the of the thing you're creating is a villain. I do like that idea, but I think that would be more fun if it was a horror movie. Right. Like, what if you were to take Michael Myers and make him the center of the film? <laughs> not not in the way like Rob Zombie did, where he was sympathetic, but uh-huh. make him more like Michael Myers, <laughs> where he's a serial killer. You know, what if you were to use him as the main character and go from there? I would something like that. I would do, but not. And they do a com- comic book character, unless they were allowed to interact with the hero, and it was just mm. like the story from the villain's point. Like, what if we saw the Dark Knight from the Joker's point of view? Yeah, that would be cool. Right. That makes me think of uh, the movie that's coming out soon, The Black Phone, with Ethan Hawke oh, in yeah, it. That looks cool. How much it seems like we're seeing of Ethan Hawke. Um, you know, it's just something creepy about having a, a like you said, a, a, a point of view of of the villain. Uh, that's such an interesting idea. It, it is because you don't see it very often. It's rare to see um, any kind of movie where the villain is the main character. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's an interesting thing to explore. Like they, I think that was the point of Joker in a way, but yeah. I never really felt him as a felt that he was a villain. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, it's interesting too. Like X Men was thinking about doing that uh, for the longest time. It felt like with those origin yeah. movies. Magneto. Like was, I don't know if it was it just was it a rumor that the Magneto one was happening or was it a for sure thing? Uh, the, the Magneto thing was a for sure thing. Okay. But then I believe I am a villain apologist. I think I think I am. <laughs> um, well, what happened was, from what I understand, the Wolverine movie turned out so bad. Yeah. They just said roll the the, the Magneto origin stuff into first class, That's which right. is why that movie is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Which I, I like it. I mean, I, I love first class. So. Yeah, fair enough. And then that, that, that those scenes with the young young Eric Lencher are outstanding. I love that yeah. scene with uh, with with Kevin Bacon and you know his mother and the the instruments, the torture instruments mm-hmm. in, inside that room. That, that scene is outstanding. So is the bar scene. Oh, oh my God! I think about that scene all the time with the Fast. Bar series. That's like one of the best Magneto anything. Mm-hmm. And, and plus, also that could double as a James Bond scene. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> just pretend it is, and it is. <laughs> right. This is James Bond. He has powers. He survives mm-hmm. everything. Uh, that'd be interesting. A James Bond James Bond show where he has superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah, of course you would. <laughs> Super Bond. <laughs> his, his costume could be a tuxedo with a cape. He, mm-hmm. I guess he looked like a magician, though, if that was the case. <laughs> Optimus Prime was not in that scene, but he does have a cameo at the end. So. <laughs> I need that Optimus Prime Lego thing, by the way. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I forget who it was at the start of the show mentioned Optimus Ape. Um, you know, it was the grabs. Having the, you know, if they if they did that for more things, just have a Transformers comic book series where they're all dinosaurs. <laughs> I think they have that. Isn't that what Beast Wars is? I guess that's true. And then they have like the Transformers where um, they're Ecto One or they're different Ghostbuster things. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. I've seen the toy. I imagine it comes with a. It, there's a book that goes with it. Mm. I know. Don't they cross over like Power Rangers too? Jeez, I don't know. Nick Cage playing Optimus Prime. Actually, I was thinking Nick Cage could be fun as the voice of Doctor Doom. <laughs> I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, that'd work. I'd like it, but nice. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So that's the poll from last week. We've got a new one up on our Twitter account right now. Um, this week, uh, I forget which day it was, early in the week, we saw some gameplay footage from Gotham Knights. Uh, we get our look at uh, Nightwing and a Red Hood um, little demo or gameplay uh, with some story beats mixed in and, you know, have their powers and gadgets and stuff like that. Um, so after that first little, um, you know, introduction to the characters, are you excited for the game? Uh, yes, no, meh. And, of course, the Batman is on HBO Max, Chris, and that is tied for first um, is it? right now in our poll. Um, that and yes. Um, yeah, so uh, let us know. Head it over to our Twitter account right now and let us know if you're excited for Gotham Knights, which is coming out in October, I think. Uh, yeah, October 25th, right before Halloween. 
yeah, so we'll talk about that next week on the show. Chris, anything else you want to talk about before we get on out of here? Um, no. I think uh, – oh, Morbius is out this week on digital, so I'm looking mm. forward to that. Ah. I hope it's you, not the shit show I've heard. You haven't? Yeah, you, you didn't get to see that one. That's right. No, yeah, when it when it was released, finally released in theaters, I was sick that, that whole period, basically. Mm-hmm. So now I get to watch it at home, and uh, if it's terrible, it's terrible. If it's terrible, it's terrible. I'm <laughs> sure I'll find something I like about it. <laughs> uh, that's that's all I got. I'm looking forward to that this week. Right, I mean, where can people find you? Uh, well, we also miss Moon Knight Week. I'm just saying. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at that Chris Evans zero, but of course, I'd prefer you guys follow the show over at G of the Geeks, and you know all the fun YouTube and subscription stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Emmett Davis Seven, like Chris said. Gathering of the Geeks is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We've got uh, our thoughts about the entirety of Moon Knight, which you can check out through episodes one through six. And you can check out audio versions of this uh, live show, which I will start posting again, which I was lazy and not posting before because I was too busy doing the Moon Knight stuff. Uh, But while we're not doing audio-only podcasts, we'll get back to posting the audio version of what you're watching right now. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe uh, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be great, too. <laughs> Except for good. <laughs> I believe that's like what we're talking about earlier. Okay. Uh, in saying all that, I want to thank everyone for checking out our show. Uh, Zeddy Grabs, Lauren, Eric, Tim, uh, Ian dropped in for a minute or two. Cookie, thanks so much for watching. Uh, Aaron, for jumping in quick. And those bots. So we appreciate you. The bots were like a huge win. Big W. Yeah, they, they, they made it. They really amped the show up. Hopefully they got us an extra like or two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and saying all that for Chris and I'm Emmett and we gather on Sundays. Latest Gators. <laughs>